Get our hands on Miranda's notebook. You know the one I mean. He did. What did she call it? Spatial case book she did. We should call her tomorrow. Or is she already on? Is that you? A gentle ping came from her watch. Yes it's me and me, you know the footage is done. Developed and such for the film. You didn't tell her about. Did you? Of course not. Theaters took me up on the prints and the showings will be on and on about midnight the AGS will be lit up and we'll be on time. That is to be seen she grinned. Well quite. It should have quite an effect. The one you're looking for, I hope. With the right audience. Was his responsive response and they carried on a bit about it, and imagined for a bit what the new beginning would be like, and hoped they'd make it on time, and they joked some more about that. Well. And just at that moment, an asteroid came about the horizon and blitzed them all around, as the ocean burst up into a wash and stuck to the bubble they were now pausing and positively amazed and... Amazingly. It just stood there, and the matter passed through them, and it was as if they'd seen a million years of star experience in that instance and they were now quite definitely above ground, as the crater was now beneath them and water began to flow into it and yet they hovered. Oh side effect, said Q. And he stepped up a bit. And Arya smiled. And they began walking on the water pinholes and they were prickly but easy to balance on. And the mist was still around. And as they walked onto it and walked up the sky opened up and it began to rain, each time dropping pins around them and each time they walk up and up and up. And completely stable, and in the rain they walked up towards a cloud and it began to murble an electrical murble and they paused and thought about it. And it thought about them. And they could hear a slight whisper. And they hadn't heard that kind of voice before. And it was the water. And the water was just gently carrying on a conversation with itself about its direction and about the presence of presence to be delivered on so and so, and it was in plain language, as they now heard it at its pause, and the light continued to swim around like water, and the water, inside still spun a bit to orient, and they looked closer, and closer at the individual droplets of water on their bite the blade. And Q brought up Arya's hand where she held the pen, and clicked the light onto the water. And... Tiny people gasped Arya like a bit of a shock she might have gotten from that pen or something. And yes. Dozens of highly recognizable people were chattering away, and away they were, miles and miles in fact. And that's the direction they faced. Towards themselves, if they needed the water, and away and about in fact if they were chattering with other water warble bits about their bits and just what to do with themselves. And I'd stand tonight, you know. If the easterly is going to kick off, and that bit of muck on aisle 5 has got to get a clearing, and a salty one they joked with each other. Some of the water just stood around and seemed confused about the light. And they looked at Arya and Q standing there watching them. Oh said one bit of water. So you found us out, eh? You're not going to tell anybody about us, are you? I mean with this thing and all. We haven't seen this thing turned on in. Well a couple of years and it was pretty fine back then. We'd love to stay and chatter about it, but our fellas have to get on with several light years worth of time and materials which you lot think is just a freak asteroid and a simple storm, eh? I bet that's what you think. Like the cloud didn't see that thing years ago and we haven't been chattering about it up until this point. I mean, the notion's worth of. What do you keep calling it? Van der Waal. Oh that's right. 
Well it's us. Hello. The water droplet chirped and Q. Yes I'm this bit of electron here, and that's my mate and we're headed in that direction for the big one, you know. If we can swing it? Q clicked off the pen. He knew. Well we'd better get to the show, and the show must go on, he stated to Aria and they began walking a bit towards the theater. I'd like a bit more of that, she said to him, and they were grasping each other's hands now. I mean you couldn't ask him a bit more about the weather, eh? Well they've got their lot and we've got ours tonight. And I'm sure we'll all be alright if the lights don't go out? She shuddered. Oh yes. Well the generator is handy but we weren't planning for a long outage. We'd have to move the show if it goes out and long. But we'll see. Dot. They just hit the theater at 11, and front row Miranda was there with her notebook as Arya sat on one side and Q on the other, with some goobers for the show he'd picked up in the front. Dot. Lights dimmed except the beams coming from the rear towards the screen, and Miranda took out her notebook expectantly. She motioned the pen for Maria, who gave it to her and she began to draw. Dot. The film was an art film. Well. The three knew it wasn't a film at all, but a continuous loop of two and a half feet of cellulose with our little friends running around in the light, charging and orienting to the eyeballs on them in the audience. And the audience was amused. At very first by the geometric primitive shapes in 2D, then 3D, then color, and as the color was painted onto the 3D objects they began to spin and form more complex shapes, and color themselves and the lines from the shapes would become evident and the lines would change color, as gradients, and move into as other lines, also in 3D and starting making real pictures that one could readily see as animals and people and plants and small critters and then created was a backdrop which moved independently. Although some of the material critters or EGS would switch between front and background as needed, and instantly adjust its coloring to match the presentation which was the orientation of the rest of them, and us. The pictures began to tell a story, a story about the audience, about how they had traveled there, their day, perhaps the day before, and what was on their mind. Quite the little mind readers, aren't they? He turned and smiled past Miranda and onto Aria as Miranda began to draw in her notebook. And the pictures were then very much about the present. About this moment. And in fact began to draw the audience as seated. And it was very much like a mirror. Except the patterns were evident which thoughts were coming off which people in the audience. And Miranda was at the center. And more centrally centered, the pen, metallic, in which she continued to draw into the notebook and the paper glimmered and she was drawing primitive shapes like triangles and circles and the pen was a thick metallic and all sorts of language flowed inside the metal as a communication of what she was drawing, thinking, and the light coming off the screen and its messaging. The screen now began, as if again, stopping abruptly and showing a countdown as a film starting might do. And it was a bit now into the future. Kind of like Christmas past in fact and began showing the storm outside and all the materials it had come to know about with contact with water and explained in pictures what the water wanted and why they were water in the first place, and to expound on it would just make literal sense, because they were in this place and the people and events were so specific to those moments, and ever-changing, that it was simply understood, and if you were watching it, you altered it and understood it as it altered you, and so forth and all the time. 
and Miranda drew a square into her notebook and scribbled into it a little poem, and the metallic seemed to like the poem and hurried around it, and the light from the theater shone on it a bit more, until the lights went out, and the film stopped, and the place was completely out now, sans the final metallic glow on the paper as they rushed to orient onto the poem, and the dimness became static. Olness and Soft Pete. For wit to eat. Ponder stitch. Neat. Said Q. And Miranda and Aria just paused a bit. We've got the program. For now Miranda gave the pen to Aria and closed her notebook. These guys will stick tight, but we have a bit more for them to do at the next showing. What should we do until then? More of the same, I guess, guessed Q. Right, and tapped his cuffs again at the two women and they got up and walked with him, to his left and continued on, and Arya grappled at Miranda's rear and motioned them along. And as motion goes, it was a pretty good one, and they carried on and carried each other in light conversation as the tryst met in a spatial hazy oil which they stepped into and around and their rear view mirrors were reveled in and beveled shades of hues and trickles of water popped in to say hello, and the sky's night was a deep blue and heady ideas of a continuation of their prior episodic adventure carried themselves into the night and eventually into the padded bed they adored, and with each other took some bliss and a time and a half to say hello to, to all their bits from forward and behind, and in and about, and onwards and upwards, etc. And they smiled and at a very early morning, or later later evening, Miranda opened up her notebook from the bedside above, and opened to the poem, and the light from her eyes reflected onto the page, and the poem winked back at her, and carried on with the paper for a second glimmer at Aria and the queue, and inside the poem, became a fractal of text, at first mirroring the poem, and they simply spelling out a series of images and text, a language meant for her. It was her laundry list in fact, and she laughed. How did you know about my knickers? She laughed and slapped the notebook closed and wrapped it neatly with a red string and placed it by her side. Q looked up with one eye, then closed it and put his hand on her buttock. Aria curled inwards and spooned Miranda from the left, and Miranda continued to smile at the thoughts going through Aria's and Q's minds. Geneva is always good a second time and she clacked the lights out and turned and they just spent some time with each other's juicier bits for a time, and time again as they do and imagined and positions their bodies as it pleased them and each other, and the leisure of pleasure carried them in their evenings, like tonight, and with hope every night, and the sparkier bits were sparked and the water bits washed over them, and it was time and again, they took pause, and drifted off to a warm sleep for the tryst of them to trust and read over the day on a new day like tomorrow was promising to be. Dot. The proceeding has been a mild delve into the adventuresome and others for the non-crudity of credulous credibilities in the ongoing saga of our friends and their living forms of grandulous grandurosity the EGS, and pendas in mightier and might be later for our pals. In a later episode. And forthwith is the side of knackers on a side trolley up the west side of highways and means for all who now and in the future, tense as in to say it backwards from the future, or in facts and fiction. Full stop. For the now, Aqua Q. Eddie like the truck's top bottle dropped sunside in a weathered balloon shot up to the side of an aisle like those who follow down a highway towards the skyline oasis of puddles to smack her at. It was that kind of day again. 
and by day I mean the middle as is the maths of night and this is that and another for the quiet quite ledger of vertical drops for a robot to read to you and another and auto the all around roundness of velocity the velo kind of cheese that boxes cook for the dips to chip away at and the meter sticks into it and makes a spicy splashed up bit of ooze to enjoy. For what else is there? Leisure is our pronoun tonight, and we name it thus so as to utilize the measure of bars and beats and treasure to bury for later as in the coin termed paper you neglected to write the evening before dew drops ponders a muddy sandal toed continuation of a runner on sentences in a jail cellular conversation which a copywriter turned you on to, like a car keyed for digital entry in an age of golden ratio Fibonacci, the petal rose as grows on you, tattoo lady. What was her name again? came a quiet whisper across the room where needles drew and women showed their buttocks to other women to tauntle for. If that were a word, and it may be just in those drawings, where did you get them from? They are from a notebook I've been meaning to keep yet keep losing, as in my mind. She flipped through the art book, look here's another. Do you think that would look good here? Your other buttock. Yes and slightly to the left this time, see if I raise like this, and I'm on my side. You know? Well, for the... Shoot, I lost another one. That's the third needle this week. I've got to buy myself another set, but I've been using this one since the 80s. You know I draw on Mount Claire before her movie career. Remember she was all up into it and said it would never end. It was her buttock too, funny choice of wordings. She had me right up there. Up where? Asked the notebook women. Oh, I see. She looked at the pictures Ava was showing her now. In any event, yes she's beautiful, and I never saw the films. Stag were they? Kind of dark lines there, don't you think? And what's that? Just that. It's just a star with an arrow through it. Clever if you're into a Cupid's way out of town, as she was. Well she was my invention. She'd come in during the middle of the week and let me draw and pay me in tips from the movies and we'd have a chat about what was next and next too, and sometimes we'd go in the backhand, well she was she and I was me and it was good to see her from all sides. And so the women lit up, her cigarette, and flipped through the book that was being handed to her, as Ava drew more on her right buttock and began to hum. It was a tune, out of, and slight and they took their time away from each other and carried on in their minds. Mount Clare was flipping out, in the book in front of this young woman. Flip flip. And flipping. She's flipping people off there. And flipping over there. And over, and over there. And all over. What a spread. And what a book. She looked at the back cover. Nine and ninety-nine cents for this one. That's not bad for the eighties, I should get a bear. Like this? Ava turned her head up. Like you want that here? She motioned at one of the images from the book and pinched her patron's ass just a bit, and winked. Oh sure. I'd like a bit of Mount Claire, and some more about how she was, if that's part of the bargain it was. She looked at her arm a bit, following the curves which had been drawn by her own hand in fire times and squared as in the city where she fled in a summer not far from the swelter that tripped it from her profession, which was high finance, so to speak. And that comes with a smile, if you're interested," said the now positively gleaming young Ava, and she put her hand on the notebook and closed it. And closed doors, for an afternoon, the two enjoyed a bit of by Mount Clare, 
towards an in and around and about spiral and twists in the back and roomy sectional couched plotter which was the shop where pleases were aimed, like Cupid in the star. Dot. Oh carry on with it, then, I'll take more of that any day. Evening, here's my number. The paper read with A+, as in from Europe, or thereabouts, in the 31 range, if that was accurate, and it was and she began window shopping herself, to understate an understanding. And she was eyed wide, with the rest of her, and shop she did. From the inside out. Slash slash. The cobble streets where shoemakers cobbled shoeries is our next road stop to a man who is also shopping in the lives of facts and measures to dress as successor to a planet, just up the road, and to the left, and left to his own devices was he, outside in the rain where anything could have usually did, on his watch, happen. He looked at his watch, watched, and watched we was. He was followed eastwardly and down a bit until he was noticed and there was a bit of closure in and some cars began to pull around and other men got out of cars and began to walk towards the man, all the while the man stopped, to gently see what was moving and in which direction, and to see who stopped and who was near. And the nearest to him pulled out a packet of papers, neatly tied as in a manila envelope, and tucked it under his arm. You'll want to come with me. Shall we take a walk? A bit of a pause, a slightly uneasy, our character, looked, and turned with the man to have a conversation, and they walked you know, you left us up last winter, we have the pictures you know. It was a crazy run finding you, you're not so easy to spot when you're not making waves like Geneva, are you? Do they all make it out? asked the man. Yes all but three, we have them. They're safe and within means and agreed to help us find you, if you can find them came the reply. Oh, I see, and that was what they told me this morning as well. I declined. Of course you did, that's why we're... I mean, I'm here. Yes the cars. Not so obvious that anybody would notice that down the corridor, eh? All shopping at Marks and Spencer again? I mean the budget reads like a show stocked by one and the only, what was her name again? Penelope. Yes she runs the numbers and thought we'd all get new coats if we found you. Clever, look this has enough pockets to line yours and etc. Here. Take the envelope. I've got to get going and wanted to give you time to read and such. And the bridge is over there. I suggest you take a stroll and give it some thought. And if you don't jump over the side of that bridge, I'll take it as read that you're in and we can get on to business. Take it gently, Mr. Gent. Drab was his humor. Read to the collage of photos from the spy X and tucked and bobbed away at the London fog he had worn himself. Page 11 is the one we want and he walked away. Dot. Leafling through this dossier was like a seeming seemingly of a party he was at just last year. All dead or alive, as per usual. He looked closely at one, ticked it out from between the pages, folded it into his pocket and tossed the rest over the side of that small bridge that was meant as a joke, but was perfect for recycling these matters, like water under a bridge, no less. He chortled gently and moved on forward and on to his next stop, with a telephone. Dot. The phone chimed dot dot for twelve and a half minutes. The operator was listening. You could hear her breathing. All right in there Mavis? Got enough toffees to last the conversation this was her exchange and she knew the party he was trying to reach. She out you know. 
went down to the pub half past, you can still find her there she just rung up Pete and they're all on their way about to their next stop, if you can catch her. Thanks Mavis. You've saved my life on this one, and I'll send more toffees when I get out of the aisle. Click. Notebook under her arm. Man on the other, the young women walked out the pub and into a black cab. They rode into the city evening, with music from Bolero playing lightly on the stereophonic speaker dial-tuned radio program. And this is Radio 11, the driver turned down the volume. So it's West End again, eh? You client. All right, it's just up into that house, there. He pointed. And when you get it, you'll need this bottle of Dom and that's your entry into the back room, get it? And get it. We have 25 minutes and you should finish, or he'll finish you, and me. And I'll be round to pick you up, on time. Right? Right, she got out with the bottle and walked up to the steps, stepped up and took her key out. She jiggled her bosom in the lock and fingers the bottle of champagne just gently enough to remind herself that this was her job of jobs tonight. And she looked good. She peeled up her dress and showed her garter to the driver, winked, and rode in on the bottle towards the rear of the flat, and her client's client client. Dot. James sat up from the comfort of his suede couch and couched his cigar between his lip and breathed out. He took the bottle from the young women, who he knew as Claudia. Would you like a glass oh it's chilled? But you're hot. Here. He poured two glasses, clicked them himself, and handed her one, which she held up, to the artwork on the eastern wall. It's nice she said, to the artwork reminiscent of Rampart. Or that other one. You know her accent was gently dumbed down for this one. She knew it was. And was. She stammered. Good one, she thought to herself. Yes, I forget myself with that one, which is why we're here, again, right? To forget ourselves and get ourselves, on, in fact. Or was there another matter you came about? I keep coming, back and forth, for you and the plug, you know the show? Got any interests this time I should know about? I mean last time was a surprise. And a good one. Yes interest, high-heeled interest like the bank rolled Royces of Pottery Barnyard animal cookies glistened softly in a chewy ooze of sauntering sonder muck pie jubilee between cold winter sheets to the wind galloped velvet candied apple smotter. What? She learned that from Q. She bonged him on the head and smiled, she took some rope out of pocket, motioned, and tied him up a bit, to her pleasure, and then took out a pair of handcuffs and fixed his shoes to the chair, picked up the remainder of the bottle of champagne, and poured it into his mouth as he smiled expectantly. The bottle was of course drugged, and his smile turned into a half grin as he began to look as if he was having a stroke. He seemed alright, just couldn't get on with moving any, and she pulled a bottle of pills from her purse and left it by his chair. Just enough for now, I've got to get on with getting off from here now. Let me just take a few notes and I'll be off. She reached into his breast pocket and took his wallet, with some loose notes which seemed fresh and currenty. And a small pouch with a diamond, of sorts. This is a bit more my speed she eyed the lattice structure as it gleamed and pulsed a bit as she brought it close to some power in her purse, I won't be back again. But the gents will to finish up. Best of luck with them. Their light staff tonight, shouldn't hurt your feeling too badly. She picked up her dress, 
snapped her garter at him and clicked the door closed behind her as the car pulled around and she hopped into the back seat this time, with the very berry sort of a man she'd been looking for all evening. The map opened up between them as peaks and valleys in the legend too, golden and blissed right up for a tremor of a ride downtown, and around the bend, bent up slightly and to the left. Driven home, for the nowity of sake, and shaken gently, as in gentlemen, and jacked slightly without a boozy under. But plucked and swirled, until they were fast asleep, and the sun horizon hit the other side of the planet again. For this another day in the continuation of continuity. The preceding episodic climatoidal fries modastical trollop portion of Oya's had been whizzed up the middle ground of wired magnetics for the very purposes of proposed time-space displacement and should be willed and rendered thusly on your papers and screened lightly, photoshopped as for windows and the Mac truck stop grate and grated for cheese on and a finish for your evening as well. This is Aku Q and we bid a fair fair and well, from this Radio 11C3W. Hello this is Serena, the other other voice of our very special mutiny radio featured hour, Radio 11, with Aqua Q, broadcasting Mondays at 5pm Pacific, as in the pacified pacifier of the suck and unsuck for your listening leisure, and we're also here to say that the mutt is all of us needs mutiny radio entertainment, and thus in this we are, so please consider a donation we are mutiny radio on Venmo, and if you want to be extra special, write in Radio 11 in the ledger to let our director know what's special these mid-afternoons, and now straighten up and listen sideways away and means to lean forwards to the tune of mutinyradio.fm. Today on Radio 11 we heard the blockchains of love and concurrency, our characters paged, and heavy headstop featuring Miranda from the Trist it's near 6 o'clock and you can find us on aquaqlabs.com and as well Twitter and Facebook do enjoy your dew and sunshine this fine Monday and day and night for the now and again. Radio 11, this is AquaQ. Diplomacy's a four-letter word, we're all 
colonizers but your family you thought I was only joking but I'm screaming don't gather at the top of my lungs at the folks in the chats and the conference calls no I won't take your hand and spread a disease cause baby we're all gatherers but I chose to own from home we camped together for 48 years and held hands in the circle each summer but when it came time on the fourth to go stand in the meadow we left you all alone we prayed at home howdy folks and welcome to another episode of always free the radio show and podcast about rainbow gatherings and the people who love to participate in them Always Free can be heard weekly on Tuesdays at mutinyradio.fm from 4 to 6 p.m. San Francisco time, which is Pacific time. You can also hear back episodes, if you missed any, by looking for Always Free wherever you find your podcasts. That's all one word, spelled A-L-L-W-A-Y-S-F-R-E-E. This week's episode is brought to you uh, pre-recorded on Sunday night from Paris, France. I'm on my way into the European gathering in France and put together uh, this episode for you from my hostel. Uh, we've got a lot to bring you this weekend. Uh, we're going to be giving you some unfortunately necessary legal updates about a crime that was committed against a rainbow teenager at the Pennsylvania Prism Gathering. Uh, we're also going to be bringing you updates on cleanup after the New Mexico gathering near Taos. Uh, internationally, we'll be bringing you updates on the conclusion of the gathering in the United Kingdom in Cornwall and updates on this European rainbow gathering, which is now beginning in France. Also, we're going to be featuring some audio from a rainbow YouTuber, Ty, who asked that we uh, tell people how to find his channel, which can be found by typing TyStar, spelled T-A-I-S-T-A-R, into your YouTube browser. The second half of the show will be a guest podcast from Tenali, whose podcast can be found under the name Muddy Boots, again, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, this episode we will be airing with his permission includes field recordings from Rainbow's past and also recordings from this year's Pennsylvania Prism Gathering. Tracks from his Pennsylvania field recordings will also appear throughout this episode. You can hear his entire Rainbow archive and download any part of it that you want, or all of it, at soundsfromtherainbow.org. So, lay back, turn up your volume, enjoy the episode, and welcome home. There once was a little girl. Her birthday was coming up, so her dad and her went to the mall. They looked and looked for a doll, but couldn't find one. So her dad checked the time, and he said he had to go. So he gave her $30, and she left. She searched the whole mall and finally found a shop. It had a cute little doll. But what she didn't realize is there was a little tag which warned her to keep in package at night. So she simply tore it off and bought it. The man warned her about it, but she did not listen. Why would he have it on the So she drove in the car and went home. While the dad was making dinner, she played with her doll. Night fell, so she ate dinner, got on her pajamas, and brushed her teeth. 
He left the door on the ground, forgetting its role. He woke up in the middle of the night to the awful sound of la 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 la. Your parents are dying. Dying. She ran to her parents' room, checking first to see where her doll was, but it wasn't on the ground and it wasn't in her room. She ran to her parents' room and her parents had been stabbed to death. She ran to her room, locked the door, and went to bed. She woke up in the middle of the night once again to hear the awful sound of la 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 Your dog is dying, dying. She ran to her dog's kennel, seeing the dead dog lying in its kennel. She managed to go to bed, locking her door and barricading it. Once again, she woke up to the awful sound of You're dead. Nobody knows where the doll is or where it could be. It could be here or there. So think twice before you buy a doll. Hey. Hi, um, I'm Ty, and I uh, just wanted to say hi to all the Rainbow family out there, and for anybody like wondering and looking for where it's going to be this year in 2021, it, um, if you don't know what the Rainbow family is, I guess I'll have to do a brief explanation of that, because I realize there's only like a small percentage of a percentage of people that even know what it is but if you want to know where it is it's, it's a different time every year but this year it's going to be um, somewhere near Taos, New Mexico I heard Pot Creek was the lo most recent thing I've heard so that's a really specific area that's pretty much where it's going to be so if you want to be there that's um, you know when and everything because if you want to be there, you know about it already. But if you don't know about it already, it's um, a gathering, the rainbow family of living light, spectrum, full spectrum, everybody. I don't know, it goes by a lot of names. Um, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. It, the thing is, it accepts anybody and everybody that wants to go and be there. It's um, from July 1st to the 7th every year. It's been going on since the 70s. I believe the first one was in 1972 and it was Colorado. And so next year, in 2022, that'll be the 50th anniversary and that one will be in Colorado too. That one's going to be the big one. This year is going to be a little small. There's going to be, um, last year was half cancelled. So there wasn't one in Idaho, and this year there's going to be another little one in Idaho. There's also going to be another little one in Pennsylvania for the people that are on the East Coast. Don't want to go too far. There's going to be lots of little ones all scattered throughout, actually. And the one here in, uh, not here, the one in New Mexico, which is closest to me, because I'm in Arizona. But the one in... They say it's possibly Arizona, but honestly, there's nowhere in Arizona right now. Arizona's in, on fire, and uh, it's just too much fire danger to be setting up camps and kitchens. 
and, and doing what the Rainbow Gathering does. And that's probably going to be happening in New Mexico, like I just said, in near Taos, Pot Creek. And um, so it's happening this year. It's going to be bigger. And the main thing to know is on July 4th, in the morning, there is a silence. From sunrise until noon, there is a silence and oming. And um, every, that's when the thousands of people circle and hold hands. So wash your hands. <laughs> there's there's um, washing stations. People go into the into the woods and set up hand washing stations, and everyone pitches in and makes it all happen. There isn't a leader. There is no one to ask. So ask everybody if you want to find something out. There is a information slash rumor booth everything is unofficial so just show up and if you want to go to the rainbow gathering and do not stop at the parking lot that is a, definitely a main key info don't stop at the parking lot get past the parking lot the parking lot is where the people that really like alcohol hang out and the people that discourage alcohol hike further into the forest where the prey meditation ohm the enlightenment stuff that people like to imagine is happening the, uh, you know the, the really nice people the, of all religions of all anarchies <laughs> I don't um, the, the, everyone's gathering there I recently looked on the Wikipedia page and saw uh, like there is a lot of negative media towards the Rainbow Family, so I'll do a whole nother video about that later. I just wanted to do this one now um, about where it's going to be this year and that next year it's going to be a lot bigger. This year, if you're going, don't do your own campfire. Just, you know, there, there's going to be lots of fire danger. And um, remember to bring your blissware, which is a cup and spoon and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's it, it it'll be there. Uh, I don't know if I'm going this year because of family, but I'll be with family. Love you, family. Peace. <laughs> State police in Ridgeway arrested 18-year-old Isaiah Delanoy of Woodstock, New York on July 5th and charged him with sexual assault. Police say they were called to the Rainbow Gathering Forest Road in Highland Township for the assault of a 14-year-old girl from Wisconsin. They say he inappropriately touched her in a tent. Delanoy is in the Elk County Jail on $100,000 bail. Content warning. The following article depicts sexual violence involving a minor. Also to note, the article incorrectly genders the survivor of this incident who is transgender and uses he, him pronouns. I will be using the correct pronouns in place of the way the article was originally written. Courier Express. New York man jailed following alleged sexual assault of minor in Elk County by Brianne Fleming. July 13, 2021. Highland Township. 
A New York man is facing felony charges after a sexual assault incident with a minor allegedly occurred at this year's Rainbow Gathering. Isaiah Leigh Delanoy, 18, of Woodstock, New York, is charged with involuntary deviant sexual intercourse, IDSI, of a person less than 16 years of age, a felony, indecent assault without the consent of the other person, indecent exposure and corruption of minors, defendant age 18 or older, a felony in the third degree, according to a criminal complaint filed at Magisterial District Judge James Martin's office July 6th. Bail is set at $100,000. State police in Ridgeway were dispatched to the Rainbow Gathering in the area of Forest Road in Elk County July 6th for a report of a 14-year-old boy who was allegedly forced to perform a sexual act on an 18-year-old man. As police drove down the main trailhead where the gathering was held, they saw a man with a black and bloodied eye who reportedly said, Yep, there is my ride to take me to jail because I deserve it for what I've done, according to the affidavit of probable cause. As police approached the group, they learned the man was Delanoy using his New York photo ID, who asked if he was going to be handcuffed. When police interviewed the 14-year-old victim July 5th, he said he and a group of people went to chill in Delanoy's tent when he asked everyone to leave but him. Delanoy told him he was pretty, to which he said he was only 14, and he allegedly said he didn't care. He allegedly kissed him and touched him inappropriately, to which he said he did not give consent, according to the affidavit of probable cause. Delanoy then allegedly committed a sexual act with the boy. The victim allegedly told police he was uncomfortable during the act and with Delanoy touching him inappropriately. During an interview with police, Delanoy reportedly said he knew police were called to the scene because someone reported that he assaulted a 14-year-old juvenile. He said he and the victim were lying in his tent when he kissed him and asked police if he was going to jail. Delanoy's preliminary hearing is set for July 14th at Martin's office. Hello, people of the internet. I'm glad you have internet and were able to find me and watch this. Thanks for picking me out of all the other stuff that's out there. There's the Rainbow Gathering that's happening in North... Not North. In... Well, it is North. In North New Mexico in Taos of New Mexico, not in Taos, but in the far outskirts, Taos is probably the closest town to the National Forest. I heard it was Pot Creek this year. Um, and of the gathering that's happening in New Mexico, the part of the National Gathering this year, um, this year it's going to be a little split up. There's might be some in Pennsylvania, there might be some in Idaho, because last year it was half canceled. I mean, some people went and did it anyway, and so, the, anyway, there is this big gathering that happens, and I, I've gone my whole life. I didn't really particularly like it all the time. I mean, I just knew it was like the way the things were. And it made a lot of sense to me. Uh, it, but when it started to really get good was when I was more like late teenage years. I remember I was 17, I believe, when I went to the Arkansas gathering in 2007. And I was 
walking through the trails with no light, no flashlight. I had a drum, so I could kind of hear a little bit, but that doesn't really help too much. I'm not uh, trained at that, but I am trained at feet feeling, and I, I uh, just walked, and I could tell I was on the path because I was stepping in deep mud and I was like okay well this is still the path because if I wander off the path even to the edges of the path it's like oh the mud's not as deep it, it, this is just regular forest floor this isn't the path so just stay in the mud and I'm on the path and it was complete black pitch black nothingness and I was just walking through the mud and um so that and I, that's what it, it that it was, that was a great experience in itself, and then um, I saw what I thought was a star, but it was too far down, and uh, so I I went towards it and I and I was able to pick it up and it was this tiny little piece of of um oh what's it called it's called fox fire fox fluorescent I think it's called fox fire. And um, it's this little moss that grows on wood, but I didn't know what it was when I, when I picked it up. It was just like th this odd little piece of, of glow that I, I was the only thing I, I saw for like, it felt like hours of walking through this darkness before coming across stuff. I'm sure it wasn't, but I was walking really slow. So it maybe could have been going, approaching on, on an hour or so. Um, and so I was, uh, I, I found this thing that I first thing I could see and it kind of lit up my hand and I, and then I, I walked with that far away until I, there was other people until I finally ran into other people and I was like, Hey, look at this. What is this? And, and they shone at my hand and it, it just looked like a, a little like fragment of a stick. It didn't look like anything significant to shine a light on and they're like huh well that's nothing uh, like well no, turn the light off though and then then you can see that it's glowing and they're like oh okay so um then uh they went on i, I didn't st stick with the people with the light they just I, I wasn't trying to find someone with a light to to follow i was just still going down the path i eventually got to the opening opening well because well, it, it was in a forest so the opening was the creek where you could see some starlight and the starlight was enough to be able to see the bridge that was made yeah, and the bridges that they make at the gathering are so cool I mean it just like sticks and mud and mud and sticks and maybe some rocks and more mud and sticks it's really great though <laughs> like the, the the way it all gets put together um and then and then it has to all get taken down too at the end but it, th that experience though of when i was walking through the darkness that one really got me hooked somehow i was like oh and then when i got what i was i could hear off in the distance was um drumming because there was a big drum circle that 
eventually when I crossed the creek with the, the mud stick bridge over the creek, um, I was able to get to the drum circle, and then there was just a bunch of drums, and I drummed all night long until the morning, and at the morning, and when the sun rises on the 4th of July, there is a silence. Like, everybody is then quiet, everyone stops the drumming, which is the, for the first time in weeks, because there's been drumming going on for weeks in most gatherings. And um, then on the morning of the 4th, it's all quiet. Everyone's respecting the silence. It's, it's a prayer, it's a meditation, it's a projection of peace to the world. It's it's a it's a respecting of of silence. It it's a, wh whatever it is to you. It it's going on for a lot of people. So, um, and that's a magical like transition. If if you're like a late night party animal and an early morning, um, spiritualist or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh. So then from the late night party scene, silences, and then it becomes quiet. Some people just sleep. Some people are um, up and meditating. So then people then gather around a peace bowl and ohm, and there's a big ohm. Which is, you know, that's another experience of thousands of people gathering and owning together. Uh, I say that every time I talk about a uh, Rainbow Gathering video, though, so. And then, the next morning, I, I, after I, I slept for a lot of the silence, and then I went, there was the creek, and I built a giant rock circle stack that um, there was this little circle in the creek of, of rocks and I just kept building it up and up and up the way I like stacking things until it was getting up here getting getting big and I was I was getting ready to like climb onto it or something like I was making a, a sturdy tall rock stack that was uh, four or five feet tall maybe and um, I was getting ready to climb onto it, and, and it all like crumbled underneath me. But uh, a bunch of people took pictures of that, but I've never seen a picture of it. So that, that's um, an interesting thing. Like, if anybody out there was at the Arkansas Gathering in 2007, or they know anybody that was, and they took any pictures. Did you take any pictures of me or my rock stack? That would be pretty cool. Another time, someone did take pictures of me, and then a couple years later, a friend was at the Rainbow Gathering, and they saw the pictures that the photographer was giving out. Like they're like, "Hey, these are pictures I took," and and one of the pictures was of me. So because they asked to take my picture, because like there is that like. No, don't just take pictures of people at the gathering type vibe because of the questionable behavior and the spiritual philosophies of 
people don't want their picture taken for various reasons of it stealing its soul and stuff, but I've been over that and how I have enough soul because everybody, there's this infinite soul, so even if a camera does steal a piece or a fragment of your soul, it doesn't really matter because a fragment of infinity is infinite. So, bye. Then after that gathering, I went to the gathering in, uh, let's see, 08 would have been, uh, where was, Oh, it, oh, Wyoming, of course, I can't forget that one, and then, oh, nine was New Mexico the last time, and then 2010 was Pennsylvania, and then 2011 was Washington, then 2012 was Tennessee, then 2013 was Montana, and that was the run I did of, like, the ones that I really liked. And then I, um, I haven't been since. And, uh, but I, I still think it's a great, you know, it, movement that happened a long time ago. It's still happening. It's still moving and changing. And maybe it's on the transition of making a new change to there being more spread out, it being something different. I mean, everything has to grow and change all the time. And um, I was, you know, in the research of doing my last video about where it's going to be this year, because th this year it's coming up in New Mexico this July, and in Pennsylvania, and in Idaho, because last year it got canceled from Idaho. But there was never really a cancellation, so a bunch of people went to Idaho anyway. So it's, you know, now next year is definitely going to be Colorado because Colorado is where it started in 72, and now it's going to be 2022, 50 years later, and it's going to be the 50th one. If you count that last year's didn't happen, then the 50th anniversary and the 50th gathering happening on the same time next year but maybe that's a transition into something new who knows um and I, like i was researching like i keep trying to say that there was the wikipedia page about the rainbow gathering and it was fairly accurate in most of what it said um it, it was a little negative Focused, I would say. I mean, like, it, it, not that the negative stuff it said was untrue, it's just that it seemed to focus a lot on the negative. Like, for example, there was a whole section on deaths that occurred at the gathering, and I mean, it's a gathering of thousands of people that's been happening for almost 50 years now, every year for like. So it's lots of people, maybe a million that have known about it by now. So it's bound to have some deaths. And there's like, sure, a handful of, of deaths for, for various reasons and, and various negative things. But also, there wasn't a section on births. And like, I, I know 
for a fact that there's lots of kids that were born there, like, every year. Every year, probably, at least, I would say. At least every year, kids, at least one kid w was born. Like, on average, a kid was born there every year. It would be my guess. Um, so, there's not a section for that. I mean, maybe it's because that's harder to, like, quantify. It's harder to measure and stuff. I mean, because they're undocumented births, whereas the deaths are always going to be documented. But the births, I mean, you could have the, the, the way that they, you live, you could just have the kid, and then eventually when they take it to wherever they document that they had the kid, you might not say, hey, I was way out in the woods at this obscure, unofficial place that has no way to say where it was so there, there's no like <laughs> there's no not going to be a lot of record of births at the rainbow gathering but there should be a mention of it because it's definitely a lot more births at the gathering than there are deaths so i i just wanted to mention that for anybody researching the gathering and just doing whatever kind of research you can that Yes, there is some negative stuff, and I'll maybe do another video on it if I didn't feel like I talked about it enough just now. But that's the main part I wanted to say, is that they had a whole section on deaths and not a section on births. And th there's there's a lot more life happening, a lot more positivity when you get into it than there is of the negative for so many aspects. And I feel like I'm going to have to do another video because I want to wrap this one up. And say thanks for watching, and I hope to see you on my next videos. I nor don't normally do videos like this. Normally I do videos where I'm stacking stuff, or I'm playing uh, didgeridoo that floats a piece of paper, because that's a cool science experiment thing that people think built the pyramids somehow. And, um, <laughs> and there's... Lots of other random, random, three randoms talents that I, I, I don't know what the next one will be. Perhaps I'll do something else on a slack line. Like, I, who knows? Maybe I'll just play guitar on a slack line again. That's a classic that I could do. Okay, enough hypothesizing about what my next video is going to be. Thanks for watching, everybody. Peace out. And, and... It's dark. Just like when I was walking through the woods. And, you know what? This video probably shouldn't be dark. Only 50 people who attended the Rainbow Family Gathering remain in the Carson National Forest. Roughly 5,000 people were expected for the gathering that's described as a celebration of peace. As people left, hundreds stayed behind to help clean up and try to repair any damage to the land. The Forest Service says they will now be on site for several weeks, monitoring cleanup efforts and making repairs of their own. All right, so I got some for the kids, some for the adults, some just for the weird thinkers. First one, what does cheese say when it gets its picture taken? Uh. Me! <laughs>
Got a question for y'all. If you get scared half to death twice, does that mean you're clinically dead at that point? But this guy's at work one day. He gets a call from an ER doctor. The doctor says, your mother's had a terrible stroke. You need to rush down here right away. The guy's like, oh my God. Rushes down to the ER, waits about 15, 20 minutes in the lobby. Nurse sees him, brings him into a room, waits about another 20 minutes. The doctor comes in, he goes, well, I got some good news and I got some bad news. The guy says, all right, well, what's the bad news? He goes, well, she's not doing great, but she's alive. In fact, she'll probably easily live another 25, 30 years. The guy's like, okay. He goes, but she screams like a dying parrot at the top of her lungs if she's even remotely conscious, nonstop. The guy's like, man, that's, that's rough. He's like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's something. He says, also, uh, she, she can't feed herself, so... You're gonna have to feed her, you know, five times a day baby food for the next 25, 30 years through all that screaming, which we found to be quite ridiculous and difficult. The guy's like, oh my God, this is, this is terrible. He's like, also, she's completely incontinent, so she shits like a wild monkey. You're gonna be changing her shitty baby food diapers every day while she's screaming for the next 25 to 30 years. The guy goes, oh my God, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. What's the good news? He goes, oh, fuck it, what's it, she died. <laughs> Gathering ends, cleanup begins. Taos News, July 14th, 2021, by Will Hooper. After the Rainbow Family Gathering's descent upon the Carson National Forest from late June to July 7th, between 40 and 50 people have stayed behind to deal with the waste made by an estimated 5,000 people at its height in the area near Cerro Vista off Forest Road 76 in Taos County. The group, who gathered as a smaller PRISM gathering, one of four around the country, drew nomads and locals alike, with many spending two full weeks up in the mountains near Tres Ritos, much to the dismay of some Tausenos, as could be seen visibly on social media. Though perhaps more concerning to locals than what the gatherers brought to the area is what they left behind. However, U.S. Forest Service Public Information Officer Hillary Markin said thanks to a dedicated cleanup crew and the aid of the federal agency, the land is on track to be reclaimed. Markin explained that because the group has no specified leader and they have not been able to get gatherers to sign a permit since its inception, they have dealt with the situation by asking what would normally be required of anyone seeking a special use permit, SUP, to gather in a large group in the National Forest. We have put together a rehabilitation plan. We are working with those that are left up at the site to follow it, said Markin. The plan includes rehabilitation measures for making sure all the garbage has been taken off the land and disposed of properly, covering up any slit trenches, latrines, compost pits, and breaking up any soil compaction. The Forest Service has handled the rainbow gathering just like any other forest incident, says Markin, and brought in a Type 3 incident management team as they would for a forest fire or other natural disaster. This is not to say the incident was similar to a natural disaster, though. Markin said the event wasn't out of control and was pretty similar to what we've experienced in past years, though she acknowledged she cannot speak to all previous gatherings. She said the duties of the Forest Service Incident Management Team were not just to help with the health and safety of the people, but to also help with resource protection, ensuring that they are not damaging the natural resources out there that are still vulnerable to the community. 
The resource protection plan includes monitoring and checking in on the cleanup team and even helping provide resources at times. Markin said they have provided the group with wood chips and native seeds to help them reclaim the most heavily trafficked areas. Overall, it went really well as far as the health and safety of everyone involved and working as best we can to protect the natural resources, she said. We know how valuable the National Forest is, in particular that area or along Forest Road 76, to the community. Taos County Commissioner Candace O'Donnell, who represents Taos 5th District, in which the gathering took place, said she also felt the land was properly being taken care of after taking a visit to the gathering site on Monday, July 12th. O'Donnell also said she hardly saw any wrongdoing at the gathering when she attended on July 4th for their silent prayer for world peace. She said she felt they knew what they were doing when it came to cleaning up the site. They clean up an area better than any local campers or out-of-state campers, she said after her post-gathering visit. She added that she went past the gathering site boundary with waste management only to find a campfire still smoldering with a bunch of alcoholic cans and glass in it and a bag left behind. My observation would be that the rainbow people clean up better than any local people I've seen trash the forest, she said. O'Donnell also disputed the Forest Service's claim of 5,000 attendees on Sunday, July 4th, saying she saw far less and counted approximately 600 cars on the way out. The cleanup is set to go on for a week or more if necessary. Hi, I'm Elgin, and I can force myself to burp. I can also burp words. Don't go near the fire. <laughs> This is a special branch. Fiasco in field as police officers agree to use talking stick to try to move hippie group from encampment. By Alex Ward for the Daily Mail. 16th of July, 2021. 100 members of the Rainbow Family of Living Light set up an illegal camp near Blizzland, Cornwall, and asked police to use a talking stick to engage with them. Attempts to move on them descended into farce when officers gave in to demands for, on how to address them, prompting strong criticism from onlookers. A cleanup operation took place as the hippie campers finally left last weekend. Once upon a time, when the police wanted to address a troublesome crowd, they would deploy the tried and tested loud hailer. This being the woke 2020s, however, officers dealing with a hippie group in Cornwall agreed to use a talking stick, holding it in the air when they wanted permission to speak. Talking sticks are used by indigenous peoples, such as Native Americans. Having the stick gives the holder the right to speak uninterrupted and to be listened to with respect. Last night, critics accused Devon and Cornwall police of forfeiting its authority by submitting to the group's demand to use the stick. The incident took place near Blizzland on Bodmin Moor, where some 100 members of the Rainbow Family of Living Light had set up an illegal encampment.
The group camped on Ancient Woodland, a designated site of special scientific interest, last month and were subsequently ordered to leave. But attempts to move them on descended into farce when officers gave in to demands on how to address them. Onlookers watched agog as police waited for the campers to engage in a group chant before providing an answer. Officers dismissed the bizarre situation as the nature of modern policing. The group has been accused of causing serious damage to the area, having dug up the ground for its sacred bonfires and campsite. Camping is also prohibited under SSSI, Site of Special Scientific Interest, bylaws. Rupert Honbury Tennyson, chairman of the Bodmin Moor Commons Landowners Association, said, The officer was not allowed to address the group of about five people representing the gathering unless he took and held up a talking stick which gave him permission to speak. After each question or request, he then had to wait while the five joined hands chanted at length and then eventually gave each an individual response to what had been asked. It took him about 45 minutes to get a sensible answer. We said to him that by agreeing to take the stick and only talk while holding it, he had forfeited any authority he had as an officer of the law. He replied saying that was the nature of modern policing. What infuriated me is that if any of us commoners or landowners had behaved in the same way, then we would have been prosecuted. They were also accused of illegally burying a cow after finding a heifer which had died during a breech birth. Landowner John Holman said, This is supposedly a group which prides itself on not straying onto private land and accuses humanity of destroying the environment. They had their so-called sacred fire at the center of the encampment, which started off quite small, but ended up much bigger with the ground for about 40 meters around completely trampled. They thought they were helping by digging up the turf there and placing it elsewhere, but the ground underneath has been damaged, the lifted turf has died, and the ground it was laid on has also been killed off. About nine out of ten of these hippies were perfectly polite and amiable, but there was a hardcore who were abusive and intimidating. A cleanup operation took place as the campers finally left last weekend. The Rainbow family was born out of free love and anti-Vietnam War protests in the U.S. in the 1960s and early 1970s. Practitioners say their beliefs are based on Native American traditions and they have a strong desire to care for the earth. A Devon and Cornwall police spokesman said, Officers were respectful and keen to engage with all. The key principles of policing still have not changed. Go on a date. <laughs> so they did. The boy picked up the girl, but their date got canceled, so they just sat in the car. They turned on the radio and listened to music. They heard a warning that somebody had escaped from prison. Suddenly they heard this horrific, like something striking their car. The girlfriend got scared and told the boyfriend to go home. So they drove her home, but as she opened the door, there was a hook. The following article about the European Rainbow Gathering is translated from French, and I apologize for my terrible pronunciation. La Depeche, France. Ariège. 800 members of the Rainbow Family Camp in Donazan, published on July 16th. 
For the past few days, the Donazan, an Arige enclave in the Aude department, has been in the meeting place for the Rainbow family. This movement, which advocates greater proximity to nature, will remain in place until August 8th. Initially, they intended to settle in Cubier, in the heart of Lozère. But on their arrival, on July 8th, they were turned away by farmers and gendarmes. So, the members of the Rainbow Family, a movement advocating greater proximity to nature, set sail for Donazan, this Arier enclave in the Aude department. And in recent days, they have settled in a vast plain in the town of Ar Artigas. Currently, around 800 people are on site. They spend their days discussing their life experiences, participating in various activities such as yoga classes and communicating with nature, all in a pacifist atmosphere. This movement, born in a Native American tribe, the Hopis, was popularized by the hippies. The goal is to get acquainted with nature for a month, explained some participants in this gathering. Thus, according to the lunar cycles, they should remain in place until August 8th. The vast camp made of tents and hippies, uh, and teepees, even if some are installed in their vehicle, often the famous Volkswagen Kombi, is installed on a forest plot of the National Forestry Office. The Rainbow family had already come to settle in this remote area of Ariège. In 2003, no less than 3,000 people participated in this gathering. By Leo Kufin. Hey, you want to see a bunch of ridiculous stuff? Hello, everyone out there. Um, I was thinking about the Rainbow Gathering and how there's all sorts of random stuff you see there, like drums. see a lot of guitar playing from really good to not so good. All kinds of campfire playing. Um, you see all sorts of musicians doing odd things. You never know what's going to be added on and who's going to show up and join the jam. So I thought I'd do this whatever.
thanks for watching and um, see you around. I hope you enjoyed these random rainbow talents. I mean, my dad wanted to term, get the term Rainbow Olympics for being like, here's any random talents that you have that are fun for other people to try or only you can do them, whatever. It's, it's a fun uh, Rainbow Olympics. Peace out. House News. Rainbow Visitor offers humor and some insight by Rick Romancito, July 17th. Jeremiah Spelas says he grew up in Pennsylvania and has been hitchhiking for the last year and a half since the lockdown. He doesn't seem to be the average panhandler might, one might see outside local businesses, especially with his handmade signs sparked with a bit of humor. The other side of his sign says, my ex had a better lawyer. Spelas says he has a YouTube account and was in Taos to document the rainbow gathering this summer in the mountains nearby. He said he was trying to shed some light on what those people are doing up on the mountain. Asked what that might be, he replied, They're trying to spread peace and love and inclusivity, kind of the old 60s way. A lot of people, the elders up there, they spend a lot of money and energy, especially the locals, making sure everyone feels very welcome. One guy dropped $10,000, a guy who lives in Taos, just on food. He said this was his first gathering. You know, you hear rumors and can make assumptions, but ah, the beginning people that you see, they keep the rough and gruff people as their face, but that's just the people they keep as security. Greetings and welcome to Muddy Boots. My name is Cherrywood Reed Bell, and I am pleased to introduce part eight of Totally High Holy Rainbow Colored Spirit Hawk of Awakened Manifestation, an ongoing series featuring 21 years of field recordings made at rainbow gatherings around the world. This year, 2021, people decided to have several gatherings July 1st to the 7th instead of the customary annual rainbow gathering. Although some folks still claim the Southwest gathering in New Mexico was the, the annual. But it really doesn't matter. The point being, four gatherings occurred in the Northwest, Southwest, Southeast, and Northeast. Not to mention several other small campouts and potlucks throughout the country. Prism gatherings are what they were called refraction rather than the vision. It was a way to come together again after a long hard year 
yet also do so cautiously and a little more safely as the country emerged out of COVID. I attended the lovely and wonderful Pennsylvania Prism Gathering. It felt like an old school gathering with a new twist. I wasn't sure how much recording I would do, considering all the unknowns leading up to attending, like how many people would actually show, what kind of intriguing sounds would present themselves, and so on. To my surprise, I recorded and uploaded 81 recordings, and they are available to listen to and download on soundsfromtherainbow.org. A bunch of those recordings are featured in this episode. If you visit the website, there is also a link to download the entire archive, 21 years worth and nearly 1,400 recordings. It's a treasure trove, to be sure. So without further ado, let's begin with a rainbow-themed limerick. There once was a triangular prism who done refracted rainbow sights. And by their bootstraps, guided by some maps, they gathered with many lights. tree joyfully fly pull from earth thrust to sky sister rain come dance again brother wind blow from where we've been together all moments will end and begin existing eternally breathing in respect of all our kin
Vámonos, amigos. Ahí va, ahí va. Ese carnavalito.
Hello guys, well while I got your attention, I want to point out something that's super sexy. Consent! Yeah. Yeah. So I know we're all in the woods, you know, there's a lot of free love out here, we're giving each other a lot of hugs. But I want you to know that you can always say no to a hug. No is a sacred, sacred word. So for all you people out there, just remember, boundaries are sacred. Boundaries are sacred. And sexy. And sexy. And very sexy. <laughs> so, you know, don't do anything you don't want to do. Just remember, you got family that's got your back. And, uh, yeah. Consent goes for all things, you know. Things you're imbibing out in the woods. People you're meeting. So just thought I'd do a little PSA for that.
so this isn't really a poem, it's more of a ritual. And if you would like to follow along, then I would like to ask you to close your eyes while I read it for you. I want you to take a deep breath in, out, in, out, in, out. What was the happiest moment you had this year? Have you figured it out yet? Think about it. Think about what you saw. Visualize who is there, who wasn't there, and did it matter? Think about the sounds. Were they present or were they absent? Were they loud or soft? Was it warm or cold? Who made you happy? Did it, how did it feel? I want you to think about why you were happy. And how? Is it there? Do you feel it? Take a deep breath. In. Out. In. Out. What did you sacrifice for this memory to exist? What did you lose? Did you give something away and maybe give up something you wanted for this happiness? <coughs> See, for every happiness, there's a sacrifice. And with just something to close off, by practicing rituals, we're choosing over and over to become a certain person. And I hope you choose to be a happy person and to appreciate the sacrifices that you've made.
I don't know if the stars are out or not. They're probably not, but uh, oh, they are. Hey. Anyway, it's a great, it's a great nighttime fire magic rainbow song. Ta-da! Uh, our next performer appears to be a symmetrical biped. Uh, time traveler walks in the bar. The bartender says, "We don't serve time travelers here." Time traveler walks in the bar. What do we yell? <laughs> Roman Catholic. Oh, recovering Roman Catholic. Yeah. Very important. Woo! Mostly harmless, huh? Wiggle! Get some! Wiggle it! Carol! Oh! Come on, Wiggle. Watch it. What's your sign? Leo. Leo. Ah. Leo. Yeah, I could see that. My lines are in the middle. Oh. He's delivering uh, watermelon around. He's delivering watermelon. Creation, what I make in my head and my heart, no being could ever enslave, as I could never enslave another being. Fear is unnecessary, as none holds power over another. The knowing is to be a strong reflection of light and see others catch and throw freely. Will your life as you will your lungs to breathe. Let light flow from your mouth to the breeze. Join in this song. Jump like that. Take out. Wait, wait, I'll start from the way. Just in my brain. Don't go insane. Take it, stop.
there are these two moviegoers in the theater. They're watching like you know a B C tier movie um, without any celebrities, and it's about uh, people at Rainbow um, who are setting up, getting ready for dinner on a really really cloudy night. Um, and then one of them turns, one of the moviegoers turns to the other one and says, "There are no stars in this movie." 